1: DeJounte Murray once again hits the game-winning shot to beat the Orlando Magic. Why the game was not lost on the game-winning shot. We'll talk about the margins that are important on today's episode of Locked On Magic.
0: You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando Magic podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day.
1: You are indeed Locked On Magic. Today is January 18th, 2024. My name is Philip rossman I'm the expert and site editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You or can follow me on Twitter at PhilipRR underscore OMD. Coming to you from the State Farm Arena here in Atlanta. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we're going to talk about the margins. Where the Orlando Magic actually lost this game to the Atlanta Hawks. It was not the game-winning shot from DeJounte Murray. Plus, is it time to start Wendell Carter and Marco Fultz? We'll start diving into that question Coming up on today's episode, before you of that, we want to thank you again for making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day, no matter when you listen to us, whether it's first in the morning, whether it's right when we upload, we truly appreciate you making Lockdown Magic part of your day every day. Remember, there's a great Lockdown Podcast covering every single team in the NBA to search for Lockdown and the team you're looking for, the On Podcast Network. It's your team every day. Today's episode of Lockdown Magic is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed. When you place a $5 bet, visit fanduelcom slash locked on to get started. I'm recording this here inside State Farm Arena in Atlanta at about midnight. You don't need me to tell you what happened in this game. You don't need me to tell you the highlights or go through each individual play. We're going to do two, but you know what happened. You've seen the highlights. Paolo Banquero hit an incredible bailout three with about nine seconds left to get them at to tie the game and, and seemingly send this thing to overtime. Then the Atlanta Hawks made their comeback. DeJounte Murray took the ball up the court, no timeout. Markel Fultz draped all over him, and he hit a tough shot. Hit an 18-foot runner as the buzzer sounded. Game, set, match. Atlanta Hawks are your winners, 106 to 104. It was the kind of shot that, frankly, you live with. The kind of make-or-miss shot that is part of the game, is part of the whole experience, is part of everything That you see, make or mislead. Everyone says it. You live with these kind of shots well defended, tough shot, tough shot maker, making a tough shot over tough defense. What are you going to do? But here's the thing as Jamal Mosley always says, and Jamal Mosley's repeated this over and over now that the Magic are playing a lot more close games. These games are not decided by those individual plays. They're not decided by, you know, yes, score wise, it was decided by that one shot. The Magic had their chance to win. They gave it to the other, they gave the other team an opportunity to take the lead. They took it, but the game was not decided there. You know, yes, you know, you look at the box score, the Magic did good things. The Magic did plenty to give themselves a chance to win. They, you know, didn't shoot the ball particularly great, but they got 16 offensive rebounds. They forced 23 turnovers. They scored 52 points in the paint. They did a lot of things that this Magic team typically does to put themselves in a position to win. But... They did little things, little things that added up and put them in a position where they could lose this game. To, to, you know, I don't want to say give the game to Atlanta. like Atlanta won it. They deserved it. But they did little things that kept that door open. And instead of putting their foot down and, and extending a lead or taking a lead, the magic gave away opportunities. And it was these little things over and over and over again that cost Orlando this game. It was shooting... 16 of 22 from the foul, day, 72.7%. That was the first thing Wendell Carter said. You know, he looked at the box score first and said, you know, we did a pretty good job on a lot of things. And then looked at it again. It's like 72.7% free throw shooting isn't going to get the job done. It isn't going to let this team win games. Atlanta shot 20 for 22. In a game like this, those four points were the difference. And in fact, it's even more granular than that. It was Jalen Suggs missing, uh, splitting a pair of free throws with the Magic down by three. Magic got the rebound, yes. And eventually Wendell Carter went to the line and then he split a pair of free throws with a chance to tie the game. That stuff matters. It's the Magic giving up five offensive rebounds on a single possession with about two and a half minutes to play that ended in Jante Murray hitting a floater to make it a three-point game. That stuff matters. The Magic had an opportunity to end a possession, get an opportunity to take back the lead and instead... They got outworked, they got out hustled, they got beat 250 50 balls, and Murray made them pay with a tough, with a with a with a floater, with a tough with a, not a tough shot at all, with an easy shot They made it a three-point game. Certainly something you can overcome, and the magic kind of did, but still something that kills you in the end. It's even more than that. It's the magic not getting a single stop for the final three minutes of the game with sending Trey Young to the line three times, he's making all six of those free throws after defending so well without fouling for the entire game, sending Young to the line for for those six free throws gave away an opportunity again to take the lead, gave away again an opportunity to turn a one point deficit into a one point lead. Instead, it was always a one point deficit into a three point deficit. And now you start, you know, it's not a huge hill to climb, But now you start to see how the magic couldn't get this game done where they made all those little plays in Friday and Monday's win over the New York Knicks. They did not make those plays Wednesday against Atlanta. It even goes deeper than that. It's finishing quarters and the final two and a half minutes, final two forty-two of the third quarter, the magic turned the ball over three times and scored only three points. An opportunity to expand on a one point lead, one point lead turned into as much as a four point deficit in the final two and a half minutes of that quarter. And ultimately, a two-point deficit heading into the fourth quarter. At this point, we are midway through the season now. At this point, we are looking ahead to the playoffs. The Magic are sitting in the eight seed. You know, playing tournament, playing tournament there. This team is going to have to learn that these little plays, these little moments, these little things, make add up to be something big. Add up to be something huge. And when they get to the playoffs these moments will determine whether they win a game, whether they determine if it's a 1-1 series or a 2-0 series, whether it's a 2-2 series or a 3-1 series. And these are the little things you have to learn. You know, at, at this point, it's all learning lessons. It's a young team. They haven't been through a playoff race. They're still figuring this stuff out. But as much as you want to look at the big thing, at the big shot, at the big play, it's the margins. It's these little plays that add an extra point or two here and there that, you know, maybe turn a five-point lead into an eight-point lead or a three-point deficit into a one-point lead. These are the plays that really do swing momentum, that change the outcome of a game that the Magic didn't make in Wednesday's loss. Look, you could chop things up to one game. You you know, it happens. It's not the end of the world. But these are the things that are going to matter for this team very, very, very soon. And at this point, you know, we know the Magic aren't going to shoot great. We know this stuff. At this point, it's about the margins for the Orlando Magic. We're going to talk a little bit about whether the Magic need to make a lineup change and whether it's time to finally just rip the Band-Aid off and start Wendell Carter and Marco Fultz. We'll talk about their games and what it means for the Magic coming up here in just a moment. But first, it's time for a quick word from our friends over at eBay Motors. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more, whether into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With more than 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride. Every time, or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP. Bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions apply. eBay Guaranteed Fit is only available to U.S. customers.
0: The NBA playoffs are right around the corner. And Locked On NBA is here daily to keep you caught up with all the late season drama.
1: We want to thank you again for making Locked On Magic part of your day. Every day for your next listen, check out the Locked On Sports Today 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. It's the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on the platform. Locked On Sports Today has you cover 24-7 with the top sports stories day with local experts like me, as well as our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel today. Okay, uh, a lot of Magic fans, and, and we were talking a little bit about it in the press room, are talking about the lineup decisions that went, that, that Jamal Mosley has made, um, and, and whether it's the right time to make these decisions or not. Um, for the second straight game, Mosley opted to close the game with Wendell Carter and Mark Fultz. You know, for we're not obviously not at the full lineup yet because Franz Wagner is still out. You know, Chuma Okeke stepped in a, a little bit in, in that in that regard, and, and obviously Franz Wagner is a big piece to be missing. But we are starting to see this Magic team become the team that we imagine they would be at the start of the season. Now, the question that everyone's asking and everyone's wondering is: Is this the right time for that? Is this the right time to make this move? Right? Are they ready to handle the minutes load? And look, you know, we were told before Monday's game that Wendell Carter would be on about a 12 to 16 minute restriction. He blew past that. At the end of the day, Mosley said the game's going to tell me how long these guys need to play, and he reiterated again earlier today as well, earlier Wednesday as well, that. He's going to, you know, it's easier to control guys' minutes coming off the bench. And look, Wendell Carter played 24 minutes. Markel Fultz played 30-15. They're getting closer and closer to their regular minutes. And obviously, they're closing games. And there is some debate to be had. You know, Markel Fultz is, is frankly, a non-shooter at this point. You know, he did shoot five for eight in this game. He scored 10 points, but he passed an open three, hesitated on a three-point shot. Um, teams know that he is not a shooter. They're cut, they're helping off of him. It, it's a real issue. But Fultz also is able to get downhill. He's able to get to the basket. He's able to create some some suction and some gravity uh, with his drives that free other people up. Now he didn't pass the ball particularly well. He had assists, four turnovers in this game. It wasn't Markel Fultz's great, greatest game. But on top of that, he's also a really good defender. He's a defender that they trust. Wendell Carter did have an excellent game. It had a second straight excellent game. He scored a season high. Uh, Season high, 18 points, six or seven from the floor, three for four from the three-point line, three for four from the foul line. The miss, of course, is what I told you earlier. Five rebounds in the game. The rebounding is still the part that's maybe a little shaky with him. But Carter's an excellent defender. And we saw his defense, his ability to press up while still getting back to, to defend the rim a little bit. We saw that defense on full display. And I, I'd certainly feel much more comfortable starting Wendell than Markell at this point, but at a certain point we got to see that group out on the floor. And honestly, this is the ultimate thing. As much as people want to criticize Jamal Mosley's decision, and maybe there's some criticism there, you know, Goga Batadze did have an excellent game. He had seven offensive rebounds, really kept the team in this one uh, in the first half, ended up with 10 points, 10 rebounds. There's a lot to like about what Goga Batadze did. Wendell Carter's a better player. And Wendell Carter played better in this game. He gave them more versatility defensively. He, he was a better defensive stopper throughout the game. And yeah, the rebounding wasn't the same, but he, his ability to cover both Trey Young in the perimeter and to sink back to the paint, that's why he's playing. And honestly, at the end of the day, the reason why he's in at the end of the game, the reason why so many of these rotation decisions that so many fans are questioning is because Jamal Mosley trusts them. Now, whether that trust is well-founded or not is maybe up for debate. But Jamal Mosley trusts these players. He trusts Markel Fultz to lead this team and be a leader for this team. He trusts Wendell Carter with his defense in a way that he doesn't have with the other players. You know, Goga Batadze is opportunistic, and I'm not going to sit here and say he's played poorly this year. He's played fantastic, but he makes a lot of mistakes. And, you know, I talked about points in the paint earlier. Atlanta had 58 points in the paint. And a lot of that was Batadze over-rotating to try and block a shot he can't block and leaving the offensive rebound open. A lot of that was Batadze being late getting back to the, to the paint or losing contact with the roll man and, and let, letting Trey Young get an easy lob to Quinn Capella or Nekia Akangru or even Jalen Johnson. These are, again, little things that add up. And the Magic got crushed in the paint. If they weren't forcing turnovers that lob play was there all game. Their low man was late. And that's usually that's Chumo KK. That's Paolo Bencaro. That's sometimes Jalen Suggs. That's sometimes Cole Anthony. Their lob, their their low man was late. They weren't able to get enough contact on rollers to the rim because again, Trey Young warps her defense. He, He takes up a lot of attention, even when you play him well, like the magic did in this game. And so ultimately what we have to be thinking about here is who does this team trust? And that's, Obviously, for better or for worse, Wendell Carter and Markel Falls. I don't think a lineup change is going to happen until after the back-to-backs on Sunday and Monday. I think we will see a lineup change when the Magic go to Memphis next Friday. And that's a long way away. Um, it's only three games. Um, the Magic, you know, Jamal Moses really said we have to have some practice time to, not just to get guys integrated back, see where they're feeling, see where they're at, but get the chemistry of those lineups back down. But he's already playing those lineups. The starting group right now with Caleb Houston, Shumo, KK, they've done yeoman's work. They're defending extremely well. They even played, I'll even say it, they played well in this game. They had 19 points before they broke the lineup, which is pretty good for them. But overall, the offense for that group has been poor. And that's holding this team back. Everything that's holding this team back is poor shooting and offense. At the end of the day, the Magic missed a lot of open threes. They were 10 for 35 from three. If they make three of those open threes, they make two of those open threes to Magic win this game. Like it's, is just a mystery at the wrong time. You know, Paolo hit the crazy three at the end of the game, but um, this team has to make some shots. Like it, I, I, again, it, that helps a lot. You know, a lot of the problems that we're seeing are exacerbated by having so many missed three pointers. And that's where we're at. At the end of the day, the Magic got to get their five best guys out there. And, you know, we, you know, we don't know what Markel Fultz's future is. We don't even know what Wendell Carter's future is with this team. But Wendell Carter is the best center option on this team. Markel Fultz is still the best point guard option on this team. He makes them better, or potentially makes them better. And sooner than later, we got to see the starting lineup we all envisioned at the beginning of the season. We got to see it play. And frankly, these last two games where Markel played really well against the Knicks, did some good things, played some great defense, especially against the Hawks, offensively was a little bit rough. And then Wendell Carter just had back-to-back 10-point double-digit games the first time this season. He's ready. He's ready to do more. He makes this team better. It's probably time, especially with the Sixers coming up on Friday, it's probably time to make that move into the starting lineup. We'll go through the final box score real fast because I've got to get out of here and be pushed out very, very, very friendly by the State Farm Arena crew here. I want to thank them for letting me use this room. We'll get to the box score here coming up in just a moment. Before we do that, though, it's time for quick work from our friends over at BetterHelp. Look, the cold, the weather can bring everyone down. The new year can bring everyone down, too, because you're thinking of renewal and you're thinking of things that you're trying to do. Well, we all need help to get where we want to go. Everyone needs help. It takes a village. It always does. And so if you're thinking of starting therapy, if you're thinking of finding that voice, that that, that helpful ear Give therapy a try to help you get to help you make yourself better. It's just a guiding voice. It's just a supportive friend helping you uh, with whatever you're dealing with, whatever you want to talk about. BetterHelp is is entirely online. It's designed to be convenient. It's flexible and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist. You can switch therapists anytime for no additional charge. Celebrate the progress. You've already made visit betterhelp.com/lockedonnba today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp.help.com/lockedonnba. Today's episode of Locked On Magic is brought to you by FanDuel as well. The NFL playoffs are here. The divisional round is coming up this weekend, and there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $150 in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is so easy to use, and there are so many different ways to bet, like live saving game parlays. You can find bets in their Explorer tab. You can check out the Parlay Hub to find the most popular parlays and more. So visit fanduel.com slash locked on and make your first bet a touchdown today. FanDuel is an official partner of the NF. We're going to go through the box score real fast here. We've already gone a couple of players as your line magic fall to the Atlanta Hawks, one Oh six to one Oh four. Like I said, you know, there are a lot of little things that added up. The free throws, 16 for 22 from the foul line. The magic did a really good job on the offensive glass in the first half. They gave up seven in the second half, five of them on one possession late, just crucial, crucial, crucial stuff. Just little things like that. Um, the magic do force 23 turnovers or 28 points that fed a lot of their offense and, and really kept them afloat. Atlanta kept them in this game and, Honestly, like Atlanta played well. I want to give them their credit. It really felt like Orlando needed to expand their lead. They needed to grow their lead. They were they were in charge of this game and playing at their pace. I mean, the score says it. They held the Hawks to 106 points. That's really good defense. The offense just couldn't generate enough push. And you know there are just a lot of bad shots, and Paolo was, I think was really guilty of a lot of those bad shots. Just a lot of quick shots, a lot of settling for threes, not getting the foul line. You know this team that averages around 33 throws per game to get only 22, even in a slower game like this, that's killer. And, and, and the Magic have to do a better job of getting downhill. They got 52 points in the paint, so they did that part at least. But again, gave up 58. Essentially, if the Hawks weren't turning the ball over, they were getting into the paint and, and getting getting lobs to the rim, which the Magic really had to clean up and and never really, really did. Paolo leads the team in scoring with 26 points, but eight for 25 shooting, just one for five from three, nine for 11 from the foul line, four rebounds, four assists, Um, a tough game in a lot of ways for him. Uh, You know, Jalen Johnson, I thought, did a really good job defensively. Atlanta did a really good job bringing doubles hard at him and and really making it work. He stayed on the perimeter because those double teams were there. They walled him up really, really well. And look, that jumper is, is really good. He's gone a long way with that jumper it's still going to be about him getting downhill and, and, you know, he needs some help. He needs some space. You know, I, I keep telling people this who are like the magic needs shooting. I was like, I know it's not on the roster right now. Everything, you know, the deadline's coming up on February 8th. I, I'm not anticipating the magic doing anything crazy, but everything needs to be about adding shooting and adding space for Paolo and Franz to operate. And that means Franz has to shoot better from three. That means Jalen has to keep this up. That means everyone has to keep, They're shooting up, and again, it comes down to being a little bit confident at the beginning of games, like setting a tone that we're going to hit some early threes so that the defense loosens up all around. That's not what happened in this game. The Magic struggled a ton from three early, and look, they're starting Caleb Houston right now. He has got the green light to shoot whenever he wants. Whether that's good or not, I don't know. I think it's time to reel him back in a little bit, but he was one for seven, and he missed a lot of open looks. He missed some quality looks. He's ha- he has these games where he goes one for seven, two for two for eight, two for seven. You know he has these games where he misses a lot of threes. Um, you know to get to that four for seven game. Um, right now that's all he really gives you. I mean he defends well, but th- that's all he gives you offensively. And teams are if teams are okay letting him shoot and he has nights like this, it's a problem. And, and look, I suspect and you, I can watch, I could probably watch tape on this. I think the ma- I think d- defenses are even playing the Magic's good shooters. That includes Jalen Suggs. Um, like they're non-shooters because the Magic just aren't going to hit enough threes and the Magic aren't going to take enough threes to really make you pay. So uh, honestly, it's important that the Magic took 35 threes because if they made a normal amount um, for the number of threes that they took, they'd probably win this game. The defense would probably shift a little bit in how they played them. But you know teams aren't scared of the Magic's three-point shooting, even among good shooters. And Caleb Houston should be considered a good shooter. And obviously, he did not hit today. Um, Chumo KK, same deal. Three for nine, oh for four from three. That's why I feel like there there has to be a lineup change. Like OK oh, is doing good things. His defense on DeJounte Marie throughout the night was fantastic. He really played a good game. But the Magic needs something offensively from him. And, and that's the problem with the starting lineup right now, is there's just nothing offensively coming from it. Jalen Suggs scores 16 points on six for seven shooting, three for three from deep, one for two from four, four uh four rebounds as well for him. Um, he told, he said before a uh, shoot around that he was feeling much better, that the illness appears to be gone, still maybe a little vestiges of it, but it appears that illness has completely worked its way through the team and, and it appears that they are back on the mend and back moving in the right direction on that. Goga Matase, 10 rebounds, uh, 10 points, 7 offensive rebounds, really big factor in the first half. To be able to get up, get those offensive rebounds. Um, off the bench, Marco Folt scores 10, Wendell Carter scores 18, Cole Anthony scores 10, but on three for 10 shooting, just one for six from three again. You're seeing a lot of the Magic's key three-point shooters just missing a lot of threes. Um, one for six, one for seven, one for five from Paolo. The you know, if he's two for five, they win the game. If Houston is two for seven or two for six, they win the game. They just got to get their good shooters to make shots. And and you know, statistically, these guys are good shooters, percentage-wise, they're good shooters defenses are okay letting them shoot right now. And so when they get those open shots, they got to make them. And so sometimes it's a game where you just miss threes. There are other reasons why the Magic lost this game, but that's been a constant theme. There's, we've had a lot of these losses where you just say, just like make some, make some shots and the Magic are fine. Um, Orlando shoots 44.3% for the game. Again, 10 for 35 from three, 16 for 22 from the foul line. Hawks are letting scoring by DeJounte Murray with 26 points, 11 for 18 shooting. Again, I want to repeat, I really do think Chuma OKK did fantastic work on him, made him really work for those shots. Um, as well, Trey Young scores 18, but on five for 14 shooting, he ended up one for six from three, uh, Murray and Young combined to shoot two for 10 from three. So the magic defense did really well. Atlanta shoots just eight for 25 from three, giving up only 25 threes to this Atlanta team is really impressive, but the Hawks do shoot 51.3% from floor. Again, a lot of stuff in the paint. They ended up with 58 points in the paint and 20 for 22 from the foul line. Again, a huge difference in this one. The Atlanta Hawks defeat the Orlando magic 106 to 104. Orlando completes their second straight one and three road trip. Three-game homestand coming up, but a difficult one. Philadelphia on Friday, Miami on Sunday, Cleveland on Monday, and then a nice long break. They don't play again until next Friday at Memphis. A break to get some bodies healthy, get some guys healthy, maybe shift the lineup around a little bit, get back to who the Magic can be. We saw what that looked like on Monday. We saw what that looked like for a good chunk of this game. The Magic are still an elite defensive team. They just got to find some offensive rhythm rhythm and hopefully uh, get some guys back to do that. That's going to do it for me today. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find me on Twitter at Philip R underscore OMD. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, tune TuneIn, Himalayan, Google Play, Spotify, Odyssey, and all of based on podcasts to your podcast enables advice for the latest on the Orlando Magic. Be sure to check out Orlando Magic You can follow us there on Twitter at Omagic Daily. And be sure to check out my Patreon page, the Orlando Magic Hub at slash Orlando Magic Hub. I want to thank you all for coming with me on this road trip. Uh, I'm again coming here from the State Farm Arena. I want to thank the State Farm Arena. Uh, crew, if they happen to be listening to this, uh, for letting me use the room, uh, very very late at night. I know they got they got work to do and they got cleanup to do. Um, so I appreciate them and appreciate people at Madison Square Garden and and TIA uh, Center as well for letting me crash and, and crash late and, and get work done. Uh, but I appreciate all that and had a really fun road trip. I'll tell you more about it when I get home tomorrow. But until next time, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked On Magic, this has been Philip Rossman, Mike. We'll see y'all in another episode of Locked On Magic.